You're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news commentary and environmental facts and other things you'd like to know. Today, we're going to be talking about misshaped fruits, how they contribute to food waste overall, and what you can do about it to solve the problem. So let's begin. So, hey everyone, uh, again, this is Nyla here, and uh, welcome to Greener Thoughts. This is uh, a really great time for you to listen, and if this is your first time listening, then thank you for coming. Uh, the podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. So please be sure to send your thoughts, comments, and any articles by email to the email address, greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So we're going to get started here, and um, I want to get into the topic about misshaped vegetables and fruits and just overall food waste. Um, I got interested in the topic because food waste is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Like, I love talking about um, zero waste, composting, um, recycling just as a whole. And so I thought to talk about this topic because um, food is so important to us because we eat it and need for it every single day. And so we should analyze and know where our food comes from, what we can do to save money, um, how we can better feed ourselves and nourish our bodies, uh, what uh, are we willing to you know, sacrifice to have better food, and there are even places in the country where it's even hard to get food. There are things like food deserts um, where there are hardly any grocery stores available, fresh fruits and vegetables um, available to people. And so I thought that this would be a great time to talk about food. Um, and especially on the holidays where we are eating so much food anyway, around Thanksgiving, um, there are holiday, um, Christmas, you know, hams and, and, and salads and things like that that people eat. So I figured why not give this information ahead of that, uh, time. Later in the month of December, I'm even thinking about doing some holiday uh, episodes just to have us all informed, and uh, it should be really fun, but I just wanted to let you all know about those uh, things, especially later in the month, um, the episodes I'm going to bring. But I I think the food waste is super, um, you know, important because, you know, I love food, I love cooking, and I, you know, believe in zero waste. I believe that... Um, to be a minimalist regarding your, your food waste is really good. Like I feel like better, like I feel better knowing that I don't have to spend money on trash, crazy fees on trash or anything like that. I don't have that guilt, you know, there's guilt, you know, associated and I don't have that. So I figured why not talk about this? Um, I'm going to get into the topic and then talk a little bit about some things, um, as far as why I care about food waste and my environment environmentalism period Um, because I don't think I touched on that uh, on some earlier episodes so I'll be glad to talk about it later let me just start with the basics so misshapen uh, fruits and veggies they can really come about because of the way that they're grown so you'll see um, in Japanese um, gardens or their um, arrangement of fruits when it comes to something like a, a watermelon it can be in a, a square or some type of odd pattern but it's purposely done like that now that is misshaped on purpose but 
um, regular fruits and vegetables like they're grown that way because of just how um, they are planted, um, the type of you know water or consistency of water or sunlight that they get. And sometimes they are just made that way and they just happen to be misshapen. Now they, they, these uh, fruits and vegetables, they need love and care too. They don't deserve to be um, thrown about in the trash, especially by major um, uh, grocery stores. So you'll have the Walmarts and uh, other big chain uh, grocery stores of the world um, throw away these um, precious fruits and vegetables, which is really sad, except in France where that's illegal to um, throw away your food scraps, either from a restaurant or from a restaurant side. They cannot do that. Doggy bags are actually part of the law and uh, other carryables for you to take home. So that was that's a big win for uh, France. Um, so, um, as far as a fact about it, about the misshaped veggies and fruits, actually waste, that type of food waste, it's comprised about 25% in the U.S. That's how much waste we produce and get rid of just on food alone, which is huge. That's a quarter of the waste stream as a whole. A quarter of it is our fruits and vegetables, is food. Um... And then according to the United Nations, uh, 40% just worldwide is the amount uh, of food waste as dumped as a whole planet. So this is even before it reaches your hands as a consumer. So regular families and individuals, you, you and your friends, your families, they are throwing away um, and are part of the 40% of food that is thrown away. I want to talk about the impact of farmers because there aren't as many farmers as um, there were many, many decades ago. Like there are less and less uh, farmers in this country, in uh, United States of America as it is. So the waste of resources is really big. And so I kind of broke it down as far as what we should look for in terms of um, what is actually impacting these farmers. So their water. Water usage, their manpower and those who have worked and slaved over getting the all the fruits and vegetables and other um, types of foods that we need, our chickens and everything else, um, their manpower is at stake and that's wasted hours if that food doesn't even get to your dinner plate at home. Um, growing the crops, actually the time it takes to grow the crops and the time, actually the time in getting it right. And then selling it, the selling point in the in the time it takes to get from the farm to the grocery store or farmer's truck and locally they're selling the food. And then the economic hardship, um, there was um, a count as far as 2017 I found on Statista. Um, the number is like 2,048,000. That's as many farmers as there are today. And so... Yeah, they're going to need revamping in numbers if they want to kind of grow um, or even help improve the American um, populace. And uh, I, I feel horribly that um, farming is not maybe an industry that many people are trying to go into, but we have to figure out something to um, save the balance in food and food waste and um, having our population grow and feeding that population because our population is expected to hit globally at least 9 billion people and it's going to grow exponentially in the next few decades even in, in even for America 
um, the FAO is an organization which I wasn't familiar with until I started researching more into this topic. And they're actually the Food and Agricultural uh, Organization of the United Nations. And they estimate by 2050, which is uh, some time from now, that food production must increase by at least 70%, which is huge. Because we, as a, a, a world, like half the food that we even produce goes to waste. It just it just doesn't reach the the mouths that it needs to reach in order to feed them and sustain them. Um, I wish this topic wasn't so heavy, but it is so important. But I want to get to the the solutions that we can get to um, in the next portion of the show. But um, it is unsustainable, I think, to keep producing food when you know that it's going to go to waste. And since um, our food uh, production, you know, it ends up sometimes being wasted and going to the landfill, I feel like there are better solutions for that. So I just came up with a mini list of quick solutions. Um, and one of the first ones is partnering with schools. So if you have um, kids and you feel like they need to have you know, better nutrition, diverse nutrition, variety of foods, why not go ahead and talk to the cafeteria manager, the staff there, and just have them uh, experiment with different culinary uh, ideas and recipes. You know, do your children eat uh, Brussels sprouts, arugula? Are they ones to eat uh, the salads at your home? Do they love, you know, watching you cook or they just love smelling the tomato soup, uh, the fresh herbs and things like that? You know, you um, being adventurous in the kitchen, that's something that can light up a child's, you know, life and can leave such an impression around food that they grow up and have those um, memories and messages about food. Uh, instilled in them and they pass on to their you know children um, I think partnering with schools is something that I wish was done a little bit more when I was um, in school when I was maybe it was the early you know 2000s or so I wish that um, I had more of a variety of fruits um, and things like that like it was it was fun you know having my foods and things but I wish we had a recipe you know of the day that was just organic and I wish that we had you know those um spicy you know soups and different varieties of salads um but I love those things anyway now that I you know can cook and feed for myself but um if I had that in school I think it would have been you know that much better um because I love food as as a whole and it's you know nourishing and it should be something to be valued and to not be wasted especially misshapen fruits and vegetables um the next tip the, the next uh, mini tip is you could always donate foods donate the foods that you don't eat um regularly you know maybe watch out and look at your grocery list and the foods that you do buy um, do you let those foods go to waste? How can you better prepare them? You know, think critically. This is the point where you can um, maybe have, you know, a potluck and see what others are doing to combat food waste. And especially the misshapen, you know, fruits and vegetables. Like, what do they do with these fruits and vegetables? Do they put them in a pie? Do they um, pickle them? What do they do with these foods um, to just combat, uh, 
you know, letting these vegetables and fruits go to waste. And then the third um, thing that you can maybe do is just to have a food drive. You know, stack up as many foods and canned goods as you do and can and just donate them. You know, raise money maybe for a cause that you believe in or an organization that, you know, combats food waste and actually teaches people about um, preserving food. Maybe they do classes. Maybe you want to teach someone how to better uh, preserve their food and someone who can teach someone else. Maybe that's what you can do and uh, breaking the cycle. Um, so those are some very important things, I think, to just make sure um, that even if the food goes to waste, it's minimal and you can help fight it. You can actually do something about it. This is really hands-on. Um, there are some, um, other websites that I found, um, while researching the topic. And one of them was a really interesting, uh, website. It honors, uh, oddly shaped food. So if anyone's interested in maybe that website, uh, it's called Hand tula.com uh, it's h-a-n-t-t-u-l-a.com it's a pretty cute nifty website and it uh, just has pictures of really oddly shaped food and uh, I thought it was really interesting because I'd never seen anything like that a whole website just devoted to um devoted to you know misshaped uh or misshapen um food I thought it was pretty interesting and I thought that that was something you know to share so I'm going to go into our next uh, segment, and it's going to be the Mother Earth Minutes. That's going to be our next segment uh, for the show. So in the Mother Earth uh, Minutes, this is where we talk about just any action that you can take and be uh, responsible with uh, to combat the issue that we talked about in the show. So these are really you know, cute and unique uh, tips, and these are created... Um, just as something for you to do so that you don't have um, any misshapen, you know, fruits and vegetables and you can put them to good use and uh, some other things you can uh, get informed about. So the first thing you, do, you could do is put pressure on your grocery stores um, that you trust to sell you food and have them sell their misshapen food and produce. You know, get involved in maybe talking to one of the staff or general um, managers and just see how they can um, get one of those compartments um, in the grocery, you know, um, compartment in the in the grocery um, aisles in the produce department. See how, you know, you can communicate that, you know, you really love cauliflower, but you don't want to see it go to the landfill. You don't want to see, you know, Walmart or these big box, um, you know, grocery stores in, in multi-department stores that sell, hop on the sell food um, and let it go to waste when there's so many hungry people out there. So you want to put pressure on where, on the, the stores that you buy your food from, buy your uh, misshapen food from. The second tip is that you can eat organic when you can. So you'll definitely see the, you know, weirdly shaped uh, onion and tomato and carrot if you shop organic. And this is how you can combat the issue because you can see, you know, these fruits and vegetables up close and you can grab them even before 
the um the farmers who sometimes supply these big grocery stores even throw them away so you can see these uh these foods that you know and love in your natural in your natural state and you can even grab them and um where they're available and just get them um even before someone else has uh, preened and pruned um their stock so that uh those uh foods that are in the landfill they're not on your watch you didn't you know throw those away someone else did but um before that can happen if you get to the organic section and find those uh, fruits and vegetables you can um definitely you know pick them up um the third tip is that you can find um those fruits and vegetables and you can use them in homemade you know soups i really love um soups but um, I haven't done, you know, canned recipes. That's something you could do. Um, you could pickle, you know, these fruits and vegetables. Um, you can make salads, which I love making. I make really big ones um, with all types of things in them. You know, um, the regular lettuce and all the peppers I can find. Um, spicy peppers, pickled peppers. I love eating those by themselves. Um, onions, of course. Tomato. Um, I love putting all types of things in my salads. Um, and then lastly, you could also like dry the foods themselves. You could bake them or even fry these types of uh, foods. So you can make good use of them. And either, these are just a couple of ways that I thought to uh, make use of the foods. But you can you know make homemade recipes and um, have these foods be exploratory. Make them... Um, just shine in a in a pot of food and you don't have to think too much just think creatively like what would this uh weirdly shaped potato be looking um like in a um shepherd's pie like what would it be what would it be created as a french fry like how would i slice it and dice it to make it appetizing for myself um the fourth tip is to buy locally which uh, i love doing because sometimes you can find um, the best deals just by shopping locally depending on your farmer and so you may find a really great discounted pile you may find a section where all the ugly fruits and vegetables are and you can haggle back and forth with the farmer and see how um, their prices compare to maybe your local grocery store and find which you know works for you you know if you um, consciously go to that farmer um, weekly, maybe, you know, you visit them a, a lot of the time, then they're probably going to appreciate that and maybe just permanently have a section of discounted, uh, fruits and vegetables and, uh, the ugly pile. Um, maybe where you just stop and get, uh, most of your, uh, fruits and vegetables at really, really low prices. Um, and then one of the last tips is get inspired by, um, a culinary expert or um, an environmentalist who is big on food and just teaching people how to, you know, protect good food. And, you know, they teach others. They inform them. So uh, some of my favorites, I would have to say, are like Chef uh, Jamie Oliver. He's really a big, um, big guy um, when it comes to uh, just teaching kids about food and like how to live to um you know, better prepare their bodies and, you know, you are um, eating to live and not living to eat. Um, activist Tristram uh, Stewart, 
He's really big uh, on food activism too and preventing food waste. And then lastly, one of the um, best authors, I think, um, if I ever you know, heard of another about food um, as Michael Pollan. Um, he's a, an author. The Omnivore's Dilemma is one of his biggest uh, books. And then also he's from Food Inc., the documentary uh, in the movie. And he really does a good job of uh, informing us about food and the history of it and how it came to be um, commercialized, uh, especially like around fast food industries and restaurants there. And it's a really great film as a whole because it teaches, okay, what you can uh, do to protect food, like how to look out for food desert, how other Americans compare and how we compare as a as a country and um, in terms of other countries around the world, how do they appreciate food and, and do food and uh, how do uh, we stand uh, as Americans um, in food. And then um, one of the bonuses I th guess I have of the Mother Earth Minutes is that one of my favorite environmental activists, uh, Majora Carter, she's actually uh, really big on, you know, e even urban revitalization. Um, she's really an established uh, speaker. She's a TED Talker, and I've heard her before. And I've uh, seen her uh, programs and uh, she's really um, someone who I want to give a, a shout out to. And she's an environmental uh, activist as well. She has won such things as the Peabody Award for uh, the Promised Land, her uh, public radio program. And it's heard mostly like around the United States. And she's also um, the MacArthur uh, Genius uh, Grant winner and the Fellowship uh, winner. So that was really, you know, important. And uh, just as a, um, uh, I guess, explanation of why I thought that this um, was an important topic, I actually got inspired um, from um, National Geographic um, about their food waste article a few years back. And, like, I love just talking about food waste and zero waste mainly just um, composting, recycling, just anything about waste because it's so ingrained in me. Like ever since I was young, like 12 years old, I knew that I wanted to be an environmentalist and someone who was a, a, a champion for the environment. And so I would be able to teach people and inform people. And that's how I even got to be, um, in an organization, um, like the Sierra club. And so I'm in the Sierra club and I'm in a really great uh, position within the Sierra Club and I love it and I just wanted to give you know thanks and to talk about something that really meant a lot to me um, in the environment so I thought I would dedicate this um, episode to food waste and specifically just misshapen foods and maybe in the future I'll do more episodes about food waste but um, I'm happy to uh, have done this topic, and it really means a lot to me. So we're going to uh, transition to the next uh, segment, and it's going to be the eco fact of the day. So the eco fact of the day I have uh, from one of my favorite sites of all time uh, regarding uh, facts. So the fact of the day 
is recycling one ton of paper saves 682 and a half gallons of oil, uh, 7,000 gallons of water, and 3.3 cubic yards of landfill space. Um, and that fact came from factslides.com. This is the call to action segment that is done every single episode. And uh, I just want to you know, relay that the idea for Greener Thoughts is to have a conversation uh, about uh, an environmental topic that matters to you. So I want to hear from you and I want to have you either self-nominate yourself or nominate an individual or group. And I want to know if they, you know, support the environment, if they care about the environment and how so. Do they protect it? Do they do community service or work directly with kids or others? And, uh, or are they someone just who works in the environmental field as a whole? If so, could you please uh, send a 200-word essay um, to the email address uh, greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. The Eco Company Spotlight is uh, a spotlight uh, segment of the show where um, I think it's important to highlight companies that actually do care about the environment in some way. So if you do have a product, then let Greener Thoughts know. And then lastly, um, as we close the show, if you'd like to suggest any articles, um, comments you have, questions you may have, want to give some congrats or even say hello to Greener Thoughts, be sure to email the show at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So thank you all for uh, listening in to Greener Thoughts. Uh, this episode, and I really hope it spoke to you and you loved it. So take care. Bye.